Around 7 p.m. on May 30, 2012, 19-year-old Brittany Nicole Wood left her mother's home in Tillman's Corner, Alabama. She said she was going to visit her uncle. Brittany had no car, and I have no idea what her mode of transportation was going to be, but it seems she often traveled on foot or through rides with friends. Her uncle lived in Fairhope, which is across the Mobile Bay from Tillman's Corner. Her mother didn't hear from Brittany for a couple of days, but she was known to go days without seeing or contacting her family. Nothing seemed unusual to her mom. Nothing until June 1st, when Brittany's mom learned some news about the uncle Brittany had headed out to visit. He was found in his truck, barely clinging to life, shot once in the head. Brittany was nowhere to be found. Hello, fellow sleuths. Thank you for joining us. I am Kathy. And I'm Michael. You are listening to A Southern Sleuth. Now, at this point, I will usually tell listeners about Brittany Wood as a person, but unfortunately, I haven't heard much about that. I haven't seen or read any reports of what she was like as a child, nothing about her years in school, nothing about what she enjoyed doing or her plans for the future. Michael, I searched her Facebook for clues, um, trying to find out something about her, but nothing really stood out. I did reach out to a couple of her friends, as you know, but no one ever responded to me. Yeah, this is a pretty tough case for me. Um, cases of this nature really hit hit hard for me, and uh, it just leaves such a, a carnal trail. I mean, just terrible carnage is what I was trying to say. It's a terrible uh, path of destruction. Um, And it just kind of tears me up. Yeah, before we get started, I guess I should warn the listeners that there is a lot of talk of child sexual abuse. So if that's a trigger or if you have someone listening to this that you don't want them to hear that. I'm not super graphic in this, but we do talk a little bit about it. So just be warned because this episode has a lot of that in there. What I can say about Brittany is that she never had an easy life. She was molested as a young child by her maternal grandmother's boyfriend. This man had been in Brittany's life since she was born. Matter of fact, I think he was at the hospital when she was born. So essentially, he was her grandfather. She had known him her entire life. I think he started abusing her about nine. And at age 11, she finally told an employee at a daycare that she attended about the abuse. And this man was arrested and he was tried 
little Brittany testified at his trial. She was brave. She gave powerful testimony, talked about things that had happened, and he was found guilty of first-degree rape and first-degree sex abuse. And this man was sentenced to life plus 10 years. So that judge was not playing in that case. Yeah, I mean, that's short of some physical damage. That's the best you can hope. Right, because she had life. I mean, her whole life was going to be that's right. dealing with this, so it yep. serves him right. I mean, personally, I'd like to see a little more, but that's another conversation. As she got older, Brittany did not have a very stable home life. She bounced around to houses of different family members and friends. She gave birth to a daughter at the age of 17, and she named the little girl Peyton Marie. And from what I can tell, Brittany cared very deeply for her daughter. But the child's father and his family did have the little girl the majority of the time, from what I can see. And I'm pretty sure that was due to Brittany not having a lot of stability. She did struggle some with drugs. But when we get into her family life, um, extended family, you'll kind of see why she probably did not want her daughter around a lot of these family members. Yeah, I have to say I agree with you. It's pretty disturbing, uh, the level of abuse in this case. So let's get back to that uncle that she was going to see. This uncle was named Donnie Holland, and he's married to Brittany's mother's sister. So he is, he's married to Brittany's Aunt Wendy. And he was found on June 1st in his truck by Wendy and a friend of hers. He was clinging to life, and he lingered in the hospital on life support for three days before it was removed, and he died. Now, when th- with his death, the family lost a chance to find out what he knew about Brittany's whereabouts. They went ahead and reported Brittany missing, but they weren't sure exactly what it had to do with his shooting. They ruled the shooting a suicide. During the investigation, they realized that Uncle Donnie and Brittany had been in the Sticks River area that evening that she went missing. They had been together in the Sticks River area. That's about a 40-minute drive on the other side of Fairhope, which is where Uncle Donnie lived and where he was found shot. Be curious to know... Why they were out there. Yeah, what was going on there. And the first reports that came out said the gun that he had shot himself with belonged to Brittany. But then law enforcement came back and they retracted that statement. So she had a registered gun? She had a gun. I don't know that it was registered. So that's why I don't know if there was some confusion because people did know she was known to have a gun. Right. So I don't know if that's why they thought it was her gun or not. She was going to use it, won't she? Well, they also found her cell phone battery in his truck. They didn't find her cell phone from what I understand, but they found the battery out of her cell phone. And in everything I read, I didn't read anything about them actually finding the phone itself. 
Yeah, that's a little odd factoid there. You know, the battery, that's an odd thing to keep. Like something that's highly incriminating but not, doesn't, or maybe he chunked the phone and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, and they they ruled the death a suicide, but I'm I'm not sure if that was heavily looked into or not because there are people that wonder if yeah. maybe she did shoot him, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But this family was known to law enforcement; they'd had some dealings with this family before, and they were kind of on the radar of law enforcement. Donnie himself was being investigated for various sex crimes involving children. He had not been interviewed, but he knew about the investigation. And many believe that he shot himself because he knew charges were going to be brought upon him. Yeah, he knew he was going to be in jail as a molester. Yep. It seemed that way. Yeah. Now, family members have also stated that Facebook messages were found showing that Brittany, about, I think, two or three days before she went missing, had been talking to a young female relative, and the girl had told Brittany she had been raped by three of their male relatives. Wow. So, that that was probably the reason she went to confront the uncle some of the family members say that he was named i'm not sure if that's an absolute i don't want to say that because i don't know i didn't see it and law enforcement hasn't said that but family members have leaked that that donnie was one of the people named by this relative and that they believe that Brittany was going to meet him that night and to talk about it i don't know if she was angry with him or she was just going to be you know, asking him, is this true, or just discussing this with him. From everything I've read, her stepmother had said that they had what she thought was a good relationship. So I don't know if maybe nothing had ever occurred between them, or I'm, you know, you never can tell with the dyna- dynamics of someone who's been abused, right. especially from a young time. Right. Like so I'm not sure if she was angry with him or just trying to figure out what all was going on. Oh, I'm sure it was both. You know, nobody hears abuse and gets excited. It's always, I mean, for me, it's always just utter disbelief and shock. But, you know. They did a search, um, about a five-mile radius search in the Styx River Basin, but they found nothing. There were some people that wondered, did Brittany just run off? Did she decide, I'm going to start a new life and just walk away? But I couldn't find anyone close to her that believed that she would do that because they didn't believe that she would walk away from her daughter for that length of time. A few people did know that Donnie was under suspicion for sex crimes, but I don't think there was a soul outside of this family that could have been prepared for the twisted, widespread abuse that was about to come to light. 
Now, this is very confusing because it's a lot of people, and I'm going to try to explain who they are, so you got to stay with me. So remember, Brittany was last seen on May 30th by her mom. Right. June 1st, the uncle is found having shot himself. June 2nd, they report Brittany missing because they realize no one's seen her, and he can't tell them anything. Right. On June 19th, Brittany's uncles, Randall Scott Wood, who is her mother's brother, and her uncle, Dustin Kent, who is married to Brittany's mother's sister, were arrested on charges of rape, incest, and sodomy amidst various other charges. The accusers of these men ranged ages 12 to 16. Oh, my God. So was she involved with those charges? I didn't see anything about Brittany. They've never really said if much about Brittany being an actual victim of these other family members. So I really don't know if that's because she's not here to tell the tale or... If they're just kind of not talking about that. So, Mindy, who, okay, so Mindy is, Chessie is Brittany's mother. Chessie is her name. She has two sisters, two twin sisters, Mindy and Wendy. Wendy is the wife of Donnie Holland, the uncle that shot himself. Mindy is the wife of Dustin Kent, the uncle that's just been arrested. And then she has her other uncle, Randall Scott Wood, who is her mother's brother. Now, so we got Mindy's husband being arrested for child sex crimes. Wendy's husband committed suicide before he could be arrested for child sex crimes. And her, her uncle Scott, who is arrested for child sex crimes. Well, Scott Wood talks. Uncle Scott. He apparently had actually talked to police back, I think, in February. And that's probably what put the police on to Donnie. There were, the investigators say he had developed romantic feelings for a young girl. Now, they never say if she was related to him or not. But they say a young girl who was being molested by some... Of the family. He went to the police. Now, I'm assuming that this girl was a minor. And at this time, Scott Wood was 45 years old. So, they took him serious because he's kind of telling on himself. But he's... Hopefully nothing had happened. I I don't know. Uh, I mean, this this is a crazy, twisted... I have never encountered anything like this. I will pray, pray for one hope of sanity... And decent decision making, please. I mean, well, July comes, and Brittany's brother Derek is arrested. He's her older brother. He's just a couple of years older. He's arrested and charged with second degree rape and second degree sodomy. Never seen so much sodomy. I mean, it's it's like everybody's charged with it. So Derek. Is is ends up being charged as a youthful offender because I think he was under the age of eighteen when most of the crimes occurred. 
but it comes out this this kid says that he started having sex with his aunt Wendy, his mother's sister, starting at thirteen, and that often her husband Donnie was in the room. <sighs> and he said that he started using drugs at ten years old, and that Uncle Donnie was his supplier, and. All I can think of is that I guess drugged up kids are easier to rape. That's just disgusting, man. I mean, we're supposed to be the protectors of our children, you know, and just to hear shit like that is, oh, it's, it's, it makes me furious and depressed. Brittany's cousin, Donald. Holland Jr. is also arrested that month for various sex crimes involving children. But it's far from over. In August, Brittany's aunt, Wendy Holland, who was married to Donnie, was arrested on several charges, including first-degree sodomy, sexual torture, and sex abuse. I mean, again, with the sodomy, I mean. Right, this and sodomy... It's not exactly what we always think it is, but I believe that includes, in most states, that includes oral sex is included under the sodomy law. Oh. So, meanwhile, the search is still on for Brittany. In the fall, a tip comes in from the local police, or to the local police, that leads to a search of 30 acres in Tillman's Corner, but... Just like all the other searches, nothing is found. They're holding vigils. There's more searching done. And before you know it, a year has passed. And then in June 2013, Brittany's mother, Chessie Wood, is arrested and charged with child sex abuse and sodomy. Uh, Surprise. In October of 2013, Brittany's aunt Mindy is arrested. This is Wendy's twin sister and Chessie's sister. Hold on. Sodomy. Yes. She is charged with sex abuse of a child less than 12 and second degree sodomy. Mm. Four other people end up being arrested in connection to this family sex ring. They are either... Friends or relatives by marriage. Three men and one woman. They are charged with various things, including rape, sodomy, and child pornography. After I researched this case, I had to stop and I had to watch two episodes of The Office to wash out my brain because this was the most depraved thing I have ever Scene. Investigators said that the abuse in this family went back at least three generations. Well, yeah, that that makes sense because the level of uh, debauchery, I mean, it's just insane. I mean, it, it would have to have gone back that far to be so normal. You know, and that's that's was so heartbreaking. It's like you were saying earlier, the girls don't know nothing but abuse. And that's heartbreaking. And up until this point, investigators had continued to say that they didn't that 
they did not believe that Britney's disappearance had any connection to this sex ring. Like it was a totally separate thing. But finally, in November 2013, they came out and said they believe there is a direct connection. I mean, I don't know how it could be anything else but a, a connection. I, I mean, she's, it has to be either she ran away to get away from this stuff or somebody, or somebody did something to, to her, her because of she was going to talk or she was going to, yeah. I, I don't, uh, maybe she just uh, had that's enough. Prob- that's probably what happened is she got wind of some terrible abuse. She herself was a victim of abuse, whether or not it was that uncle or not. And, and she went to confront and I don't know, doesn't look good. But of course now he's gone and we'll never know unless somebody else knows and can help us out with a little information well the trial started some people pled guilty and didn't have trials and then some went to trial um uncle randall scott wood he pled guilty and he was given special consideration for his cooperation and he is essentially who kind of brought all this to light him and britney's disappearance he was sentenced to three years in Baldwin County and three years in Mobile County. Then you have to register. Mobile. I think it'll be mm, Mo- mobile. 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 How would you say it? Mobile. 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 Okay. So, Uncle Randall Scott Wood was sentenced to three years in Baldwin County and three years in. Mobile. Mobile County. Uncle Dustin Kent, he received 17 years. I believe he pled guilty also, but he got 17 years. Well, he must not. His crimes must have been more or something. He also didn't cooperate. Right. And give, you know, he he didn't come forward like Scott did. Her mother, Chessie Wood, she pled guilty to misdemeanor reckless endangerment and was released. So her charges were brought down to a misdemeanor when she pled guilty. Now, her aunt, Mindy Kent, was sentenced to 40 years, but the harshest sentence was reserved for Wendy Holland, who was Donnie Holland's wife. She was sentenced to 219 years with no possibility of parole. Good grief. Why why was her so steep? Well... I guess with what she was charged with, because she appeared to be the only one charged with first degree sexual assault, sexual torture. Um, hers were pretty right. serious charges. You know, it's just it's just kind of odd hearing. Uh, I mean, but I just usually think of men uh, catching those kind of. Apparently, in this family, the yeah, women, especially Wendy, was considered to be as much of a ringleader in this and an organizer as any of the men. Wow. Oh, so she was probably part of the... Okay. Because there was lots of reports of mate swapping and um, orgies. Oh One guy God. said he had been involved in six-way sexual encounters so it was it was a lot they would have these 
drug fueled orgies where everybody would just kind of show up and everybody was having sex with everybody, children included. Well, they were hoping, uh, some of the family and law enforcement were hoping that during all of these trials and pleas and everything, that somebody would give some kind of information that would help find Brittany. But nothing came out, and law enforcement pretty much saying she's presumed dead by them. I cannot even imagine how Brittany's life must have been. You know, we know she was abused by this step-grandfather, but then I wonder how much she was abused by these other uncles. I can't believe she was spared. Um, One victim testified that she thought the only reason that she was in the world was to be raped. See, that breaks my heart, and I I can only hope that maybe she just got away, changed her name, and never looked back. Or something like I that. I don't think she would have left her daughter with... I, I just don't think so. But um, there was just so much. One of the girls that testified in Wendy's trial said that her earliest memories were of abuse occurring to her while she was still in diapers. Girls reported that they were raped while their fathers willingly watched. Their fathers had set up the whole thing. And I don't know how these people can recover from this. There was an article that said all the victims that came forward would be given extensive counseling. But I just don't even know if there's enough counseling in the world. But I really hope that they they did come through with that and that, that the victims are doing as well as can be and that sure. the cycle has stopped. I hope that that's the one good thing that came out of Brittany going missing because it really brought all this to light and at least maybe there's some children that are not getting abused right now because of this. Yeah, I can only hope so. But it's just like, you know, we talk about the death penalty and things not being a deterrent, but when I hear this this level of abuse and things, it's just hard not to, to believe that. I hope that Brittany will be found, even if she's not alive. Um, I believe her daughter deserves at least a grave site to visit and place yes. flowers there for her mom. She's nine years old now. I'm sure she probably has no memory of her mother at all. I I don't know that she would be in two years old. And hopefully she's being well taken care of by her father. I did find him on Facebook and looked at some pictures of the little girl to make myself feel better. And she appeared to be in a happy, loving family. So that made me very happy. Um, If anyone has any information, please call the Mobile County Sheriff's Office at 251-574-8633. I got a lot of information for this episode from AL.com, which is a cool Alabama news website. They have everything up there. But I originally found this case listed on a website called defrostingcoldcases.com. 
And this site is a plethora of information about so many cold cases. And I'm going to link that on our website. If you'll visit us at a southernsleuthpodcast.com, I'll have the link to that site and other stuff related to this case. Thank you so much for listening to us. Join us on Facebook at our group, A Southern Sleuth, and on Instagram at A Southern Sleuth Podcast. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. This episode was researched and written by me. All music is written and performed by Michael. That's me.